What a day it was. And the night that preceded, during which Simon, Andrew, and the others had raced, hoping to catch something, but at last had to return to the shore without a single fish. I don't think they had much desire to hurry home, so they busied themselves with their boats and mended their nets. We know from the Gospels that Peter was a married man. We are told about his mother-in-law. Well, this mother-in-law probably had a lot to say to her failed son-in-law. We probably know that feeling. When some days look like complete failure. When we ask, what is the point of all our work and effort? When we lose faith in ourselves and our skills. When bitterness tends to our hearts and accusations come to our lips against God, who has not heard us or helped us. This is something, by the way, that people often do when they are struggling with some habitual sin. They fall again and again. They are disappointed in themselves. And it finally makes them angry with God. You made me like this. You don't help me. It's all your fault. I don't think that the thoughts of Simon and his companions were quite so gloomy, but they certainly had nothing to be happy about. And maybe they still told themselves it was the worst day of their life. Now, in hindsight, we know it was the best day of their lives. It was the first day of their new and their eternal life. This is the first important lesson that today's gospel teaches us. We never know exactly what the eternal value of one or another day of our life is. And at the same time, there is someone who always knows it. God, our creator and father, who takes care of it, that all our days may contribute to our eternal success, not failure. In fact, everything was exactly as it was supposed to be. The boats of Simon and his companions were empty and clean, and they themselves had nothing to do so that both their boats and themselves were available and fully at the service of the task God had foreseen for them for that day and for the future. Jesus didn't need boats full of fish and self-satisfied fishermen. 
On the contrary, he needed an empty boat and such fishermen who sensed that they were missing something. This is a truth that applies not only to Simon, Andrew, James and John, but to all of us. As long as we are full of ourselves and busy with ourselves, we have neither eyes nor hearts for what is truly important. Of course, the world tries to convince us of the opposite, that only if we focus on ourselves and are satisfied with ourselves, we can be truly happy. But this is wrong, because sooner or later, this way of thinking and living will result in unbearable emptiness. When we think about the unfathomable levels of depression, anxiety, doubting one's own identity, extreme dependence on what others think of me, and of course drug use, especially among young people, we can see where a self-centered and at the same time godless lifestyle leads. Isn't it strange? Throughout the ages, the godless world has accused the church and the Christian faith of demeaning people, intimidating them, instilling in them a sense of unworthiness, mentally and morally harassing and enslaving them. But at the same time, all this has taken on an unprecedented scale today, precisely in those societies that have, in their own opinion, broken free from the chains of religion. When Jesus came to Simon and entered his boat to teach the people from there, it might have been a bit frightening for Simon at first, but at the same time, it was a liberating experience. He no longer had to wonder what others might think when they saw his empty boat. He no longer had to worry about what anyone would think of him because he was no longer the center of attention. Everyone's attention was now focused on Jesus. What's more, he had a role and task again. And Jesus didn't demand anything from him that could have been too much for him and therefore shamed him with yet another failure. What a wonderful encouragement this is for us as well. Escaping from self-preoccupation, from revolving, revolving around ourselves, makes us truly free to perceive the richness of life around us and to share and enjoy this richness. Breaking free from self-reliance, breaking free from 
building solely on our own wisdom, skill, wealth or power truly frees us to rely on God, who has created us and wants to abundantly supply us with everything we need in this life and in eternity. Notice that Jesus did not stop at giving meaning to this day in Simon's life just by using his boat to teach the people. Jesus did something much more. And we are not talking about one or two things here, but quite a few. First, he told Simon to launch out into the deep. This was not only a practical advice for a fisherman. It is a deep spiritual impulse for all of us. If we want to find something, we must search. And if we want to search, we usually have to leave the shallow water and go into the deep, even if it may scare us. Superficiality, the inability to dig deeper, and the fear of becoming silent so that we could look deeper into ourselves are something extremely characteristic of our time. Jesus told Simon to launch into the deep, to give him a chance to make the catch of his life. But Simon not only found there several boatloads of fish in that deeper place, but he also found his soul there. When Jesus later told Simon and his companions that they must become fishers of men instead of fishermen, the first souls they caught and saved were their own. It's no wonder we fear the deep, not just deep water, but even more so the depth that opens up before us when we look honestly into ourselves. When Simon looked into the depths of his heart, he saw nothing there but his own corruption and unworthiness and could do nothing but throw himself at the feet of Jesus and cry, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. Jesus stretched out his hand to him and said, Fear not. We need to look into the deep. We need that experience which is so well expressed in the 130th Psalm. Out of the deep have I called unto thee, O Lord. Lord, hear my voice. O let thine ears consider well the voice of my complaint. If thou, Lord, will be extreme to mark what is done amiss, O Lord, who may abide it? For there is mercy with thee, therefore shalt thou be feared. We need that striking touch of holiness that is called the fear of God. But we also need to believe 
that those words that Jesus said to Simon, fear not, also apply to us. No matter what today or the next days may bring us, there will never be a meaningless day in our life because all our days are made by God and are in his hands. And the only right way to accept them is as his wonderful gift. We too must again and again launch out into the deep and look deeply into ourselves. However, we must not remain stuck in ourselves or revolve around ourselves. We must raise our eyes to the Lord and bear witness to our sin and unworthiness, as well as to his wonderful saving grace and forgiveness. For all of us, the greatest catch of our life is finding our own soul and being able to save it with God's help. God wants it, and if we can do it, if we are really able to find and save our souls, then none of our days will ever be a failure. On the contrary, we will have found true and eternal happiness and blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen.